0: Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation and you take it from there. Today we will continue our conversation on uh, the ministry so um, this is part 15 of our what we believe uh, series and uh, we we started with the ministry last episode and um, the ministry involving laity um, which are non-ordained people in uh, the church and then we talked about uh, bishops and their roles and today we're going to move into the next the other two Uh, which are priest uh, and then also deacon. So let's start with priests, um, since we have a couple of priests on here. Um, And um, why priest? Why the word name priest? What what does that mean? And um, I know because a lot of churches, they are pastors or ministers. What does priest mean specifically? Why does that someone jump on that one and explain that one? Everett, <laughs> you got to either talk or you got to shove it to the other guy real quick. <laughs> Anyone know?
1: Well, so the priestly—I mean, priestly ministry obviously is one of those things that we find um, in in the old covenant. Um, the 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 priests of um, you know and and served in the temple and um, made sacrifices on behalf of the people. So there's a connection, you know, with that. Um, This is one of those things that was an argument of the Reformation. um, Luther's phrase, the priesthood of all believers. Um,
0: Telephone. (laughs) Do you need to get that? (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. Oh, that's awesome. That's hilarious. I'm pretty sure he just paused and answered the phone. <laughs> no. <laughs> um,
1: but so, so anyway, so, so, so there's been sort of this tension within the Christian tradition about priesthood, who's a priest, um, you know, what's the ministry?
0: Right. So, and then, and, um, I liked, as I Googled priest, the <clears throat> definition I liked, number two, a mallet used to, t- to kill fish caught when angling. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's awesome. That's about all we're good for. That's <laughs> <laughs> Bring your fish to the altar. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. So, because um, I, I grew up with, uh, you know, I, it's kind of funny because I would say preachers. That was the phrase, and it's not, I I didn't say, hey, Preacher Bob, but, you know, our preacher is this, our preacher is that, and it was Brother Bob, you know, or something to that effect. It was, and we, so we never, I didn't use Pastor Bob, which, which poor Bob, I'm picking on him, I don't even know who Bob is, but um, that's the, you know, Brother Bob, uh, you know, and everyone were brothers and sisters um, in the church, and uh, I don't think really as a child I call them that, but that's what other adults called other adults. And but I have heard Pastor Bob used in evangelical circles, and then um, maybe Minister Bob. Are there any other names that you've heard that that uh... <laughs> I don't know what to say? Priest, no, pastors go by or something like that, or is that used for this?
1: It, it, uh, it seems like it seems like outside of the sort of, you know, pastor is, is the most common one that we find.
0: <laughs> we got, it sounds everywhere. Oh, that's awesome. I thought that was black crows for a minute. Um, okay. Tom, you were going to say something.
2: <clears throat> well, in the tradition I grew up in, there was no title. Oh, Maybe. I mean, preacher, but you wouldn't walk up and say,
0: hey, preacher. Right. That's you know what I, what I mean? Exactly. No, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. I was like, I never called anyone that unless I was referring um, to it's kind of funny because when referring to you to outside when you are not present, uh, um, then you are Father Tom or <laughs> Father Everett, because I have to. It's kind of like the the signifying of making sure who I, you know who I'm talking about, but in your presence, it's Tom and Everett or e <laughs> right so um did you have more to add to that tom oh, that was about it okay um we're gonna we're gonna this is the day of sounds uh we're, <laughs> we'll see what other sounds come across so let's talk about priests um and what your thoughts are on what the most important role for a priest is um, and I'll I'll stop there. Um, and so, Tom, let's let's pick on you first. And what do you feel like the most important role? And um, close your book. Don't be reading this. Is a, for <laughs> for a priest.
2: <laughs> well, I guess you would say. I guess from a theological standpoint, you'd you'd say. That your most important role would be the thing that you do that other folks don't do. So it would be to deliver the sacraments, um, baptism, the Eucharist, marriage. But I think, you know, Jesus said the first commandment is this, and the second is like unto it. I I would say along with that is the idea of, I think our job is to. Bring together Christian community, healthy Christian community. Hmm. Um, so that's, and the sacraments are the center of that. But there's a lot of other things that go along with
0: it. Like what? What is it? What is healthy Christian community? Can you expand on that? It's it's graceful. So I mean, it's full of
2: grace for people who aren't maybe welcome in other places mm-hmm. or are not, don't know how to act, or are still learning, you know, Um, and it's also courageous, so it stands up for people, Mm. isn't afraid to make hard decisions. It's also, uh, it eats together, it plays together, it prays together, you know, it does, it's not just
0: serious stuff. Right right have you ever sat someone down and told them how they have to act <laughs> not
2: really i mean occasionally my children
0: <laughs> i've been sat down and told that before <laughs> mm-hmm. uh that's that's it's an interesting that was a interesting choice of words for how to act and that's the one that kind of jumped out at me um it's an it's an interesting thought of like sitting down and in an, in an attempt to as you said, gracefully or grace feel gracefully help someone. Uh, it's like, here, here's how this works. <laughs> and, um, right. Uh, well, uh, okay. Everett jump in. Most um, important role.
1: Well, the thing that I kind of reflect upon is what is it that priests can do that other, you know, that other folks can't do. So, mm-hmm deacons can't do, laity can't do. And there's three things. Is is one is pronounce absolution Mm. for sins. Um, Obviously, forgiveness comes from God. And I think we've talked about this a little bit in in terms of confession. Um, But there's a pastoral role um, of the priest um, um, pronouncing God's forgiveness, offering advice and guidance. And so I think you know that's one. The other is to is is to bless people. So we, you know, we we bless people at 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 moments of their life. Um, and the the last one is is that we consecrate um, elements. So A B C: absolve, bless, consecrate. Ooh. And so, you know, so I think that that you know to the degree in which this is my opinion to the degree in which priests realize that those are the things that they can do that no one else can do really frees up the vision of what lady can and should do. Um, mm-hmm. There's a real, you know, there's a real tendency at times to become so clergy or priest centered um, that, you know, that, that the laity forget that, that, that they have a, a vital and important role. And, mm. um, you know, so you, you know, that's pastoral a- care, teaching, um, you know, administration—all those things can be done by other people.
0: Right. Right. Do you find? Um, I mean, that's that's hard to translate. Um, I would assume, well, from a place that I've seen, it hard to translate to others that role especially of laity but also it's it's hard i would assume for you all because you get stuck in the well you're the priest why don't you do it (laughs) kind of scenario not that people say that but i feel like it's thought a lot (laughs) um and so but maybe maybe people have said that to you um i have read an article um and actually a few articles of how priests are treated and it's more so like the paid help um, than an administer of sacraments or the ABCs Um, and so that's something that um, I know that you all I'm sure deal with Um, if you haven't maybe you will someday I don't know Um, and and I'm sure that that those things are very tough but um, I appreciate in the ABCs that you mentioned too, because there is something that is powerful. Um, I think G, uh, Deacon Jim, our friend, said that um, there is just, oh, I'm going to mess this up. So, uh, hmm. You know, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there, but there's something powerful about the collar, not just the physical collar, but the ordained having a hand in offering blessings from God or absolution or, 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 or you know, um, conf- I forgot what the ABCs were <laughs> blessings. Um, and so on. I mean, there's just, that's, it's a powerful thing to, to know that that's coming from that place of ordin or, or, ordination, I guess. So, all right. I fumbled all that up. So hopefully that made a little bit of sense. Um, anything else on important roles? what you feel is most important. No, sir. All right. Where? Let's put you on the block. Where do priests um, fall short the most? That sounds like an ill-asked question, phrase question. Where's the place that priests fall short the most in your thoughts? Everett, we'll go to you this time.
1: Um, I, you know, the obvious thing is, is that they fall short when they – violate the trust the community has placed in them and most often this is you know through inappropriate um uh, sexual behavior um or inappropriate use of finances and and those actions can have and will have a lasting impact upon people so that's those are the two two areas once Once clergy do behavior that calls into question their uh, that that violates the trust that people have placed in them, that does enormous harm.
0: As in the Falwells.
1: (laughs) No, but I mean, I mean, I mean, just Jerry Falwell's not a minister; he's an attorney.
0: Oh, really? Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Well, but his... his,
1: his but, but I mean, he violated the trust that people placed in Liberty University. I think it's... Right. I think it's... a You know.
0: Oh, did we lose you, Everett? No. Oh, I thought you were saying... I thought you got cut off. Um, yeah, I I did not know that. I did not know that he was <clears throat> not a minister. but um, But he is a leader of something that is a symbol of, you know, a tradition and so um and then this has happened that when this comes out this will be a month ago um, or something to that effect but whatever's taking on but that is something that is played out in that 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 mistrust if you will i guess now is uh planted that seed has been planted and and oh, how many people you know but but at the same time priests are human Um, I mean, that's something else. I mean, there is a higher standard, I think, held um, in that. But, um, you know, there's there's also humanity. Um, Something that I grew up with was uh, the pedestal effect of the preacher, pastor, whatever was so high above us in stature and that I could never achieve. And so I just stopped trying. Does that make sense? yeah um, of, of trying to even be good because I could never be like this guy as opposed to no I you know in in when I came into the Episcopal tradition it was more of like no I, I'm just chill like you let's let's hang out and have a beer and talk <laughs> you know and so it's like oh wait this is different <laughs> and so um Tom where do priests fall short the most in your eyes
2: Well, Everett already covered like the big thing, so I'm going to say I think priests fall short the most when they buy the hype about themselves Ooh. and they don't trust the community to do the work of the church, trust their congregation to do the work of the church. Hmm. The church won't grow. I think we should see ourselves as... Equippers who are equipping the ministers who are the members of the parish to go out and do the work of ministry because they're among the community all day, right? Um, and I, I don't think we do a very good job of that.
0: That's hard, yeah.
1: Well, and and I think that you know, this is it's, it's hard in our culture because we, you know, um. And I don't even remember where I—I I don't remember if I read this or heard this on a podcast, but it talked about how, like a few years ago, like everyone just baked their own cake, right? I mean, unless you were maybe getting married or you know, a really special birthday. But other than that, you know, you just you you, you went and you, you made your own cake, and and it and at some point that became something that we regularly hired out to someone else, right? Mm. Okay. and 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 so it's this whole thing like things that we regularly and, and and typically did ourselves we we started hiring out um and um and it has profound impacts when that is seen within the religious dynamics and like you know I don't have to pray because you know I've got you know we got father tom on it he's he's the one praying right. or you know, and, and and I think that there's, I think there's a partial aspect to that, which is that there are people who truly believe, like, that my prayer is more efficacious than their prayer. Hmm. Um, or I can't pray because I don't have that relationship with God. But, you know, I, I see I see Tom and Luna praying morning prayer. So <laughs> I'm going to have Father Tom do this. Yeah. Um, does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. And 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 there's so and I think sometimes there's 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 part of us that sits there and goes, you know, I'm needed. Yes, I'm needed. Um there's another part of it is is that we're doing we're 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 failing our role when we don't sit there and go, you know, really you can, you can do that. Hmm. I mean, not that I not that it's bad to sit there and ask me to pray for them, but you know, you can pray too.
0: Yeah your prayers are no more special than anyone else's <laughs> god does not boy. say oh this is coming from Everton. tom <laughs> yeah that's good um th- that's good it's hard it's hard 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 it is it is the struggle um i see that and, and um and being um myself and being and an, and not i mean i'm not ordained but um working with other people, um, it's just hard because man, sometimes it's just so easy to do things yourself. And it's just that and that's just basically, you know, dumping the dirt on your own head in the hole, um, kind of thing. And so we have to, as as Tom was alluding to, trust and um, and delegate and empower uh people to go out and share the gospel in the world and, and uh, you know, love and do the work. All right, what is... um, Amen. (laughs) What's the most... um, I don't know if this will be unique enough from other answers, but what's the thing you feel like is the most misunderstood thing? I'll just leave it open with that about priests. What's most misunderstood? Uh, Tom, sorry.
2: (laughs) Well... They don't understand what it's like to have the magic hands. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know. Um, Gosh. What is the most misunderstood thing?
0: I feel like it kind of plays along the same lines of like priests do all the work, you know, kind of thing. Um
1: so some of the ones I've heard are um you know we you know what you know you only work on Sundays. Oh
0: yeah, there you go. Good one. Good one. That's probably Yep.
1: Right. Uh what are some other ones? Like like we're 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 normal human beings, like we 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 struggle with the same things that mm. that you struggle with.
0: Um, that's a good one. Um, so, you know, the, the calling that you have, um, is not something that you are better than anyone else. Um, just as if someone was called to play sports or do whatever, you know, be a nurse. Um, and that doesn't mean all either that you are completely, um, I don't know what word to use here, but sin free, let's just say that. Um, and, that's something that I was misunderstood. I thought people. I thought there was this um, upper place of where you could actually get to perfectionism, <laughs> and then you'd go be a priest. And if you got there, then you could go be a priest or something like that. So that's a good one. I mean, I mean, we. I know you two. You guys are way not perfect. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> keep going, Everett.
1: Um. it um being a priest is not something we can take off right we're always hmm. Hmm. a priest um we can't just simply say we're not you know we're're we're, we're not we're not a priest today right um that's right. always who we are hmm. right
2: hmm. I think along with what Everett said that you only work on Sunday mm-hmm um <laughs> I learned from Shelby, my my first priest boss, he to make ten pastoral contacts a day.
0: Hmm.
2: And he taught me to even write them down to and not not to keep a record so much as to make yourself accountable for actually doing it. Right. And if you do that, if you make 10 pastoral contacts a day, you're writing your sermon, if you're getting ready for classes on Sunday morning and Wednesday night, if you're making hospital visits, if you're uh, going to the one or two meetings you have to go during the week, and then if you're involved in the community, say you're in Kiwanis, or you're going to neighborhood meetings or meetings for nonprofits in your community, which every Episcopal priest I know is doing that, mm-hmm. and then if you're involved in benevolent stuff, you know, mm-hmm. handing out food baskets or food, or which we do here, you know, I don't think people people really don't think about how much time goes into all of those things. Right. I, and just the sermon, I have to spend at least four hours on a sermon for it to be good. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's a Maybe lot harder
1: to preach. Six. Yeah, it should be more. But hmm. um. and I do, and I do think like like depending upon the size of your church, those things are going to change. Oh yeah, for sure. Like somebody who's like like the big downtown, you know, church that's got a thousand members, their priestly expectations role needs. Job description is going to be different than, say, the rural, you know, parish. You're right.
2: The har- the hardest working priest is the priest of the eighty person parish mm. or hundred and twenty person parish, right. because they are just in that size, just small enough to not be able to have extra staff, but big enough for for it to be a ton of work. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so they're probably making the bulletin doing the website or trying, trying to train people to help them do those things. Plus doing a little youth ministry, children's ministry, you know, <laughs> everything.
0: Bless them, man.
2: Hmm. And it's no wonder that they burn, you know, it, right. it would be easy to burn out. Right. Right.
0: The burnout. Go ahead.
1: And burnout is a, burnout is a, is a, is a big issue. And, and, you know, um, 2020 has been a unique year for, for any, like any one thing could be a, a, a unique thing. <laughs> but, you, you know, I mean, I will just say like, sort of the, um, the tension between, you know, we, we've we had, you know, civil and, 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 and social unrest in the wake of, of the, you know, George, George Floyd's, Um, death and, and, and others, like there's a tension, like, like how much do you say, how, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like what, what, what groups do you get involved with? Like, what do you sign off on? Mm, Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, is that, you know, um, for me and I'm just speaking for me, making room for people to grow and to change is critical um, to my understanding of of ministry. Hmm. Um, But what it means is, is personally is, is that I realize that there are times in which I am not as bold as I, you know, probably, you know, should be. Um, And, and that weighs on me. Like I sit there, and it's like, I, I, you know, I mean, I carry that guilt of, you know, am I, am I saying enough? Am I doing, you know, and then, it's like okay, now do we have to, you know, do for every event, do we have to do, do we have to speak out on? And like, I mean, it just, you know, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's um, I mean, that's where, that's where the, the burnout, the 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 exhaustion. You know, I I'm currently in curriculum fatigue. <laughs> that's what I call it. It's just there's so much to you know, do and say and things like that, and, and everything that I knew about ministry just got um, flipped on its head um, or, you know, put online. And uh, so there is that, you know, and, and the burnout is, is high um, right now. I, I read an article from a um, someone in the Baptist News, I think, or something to that effect, about the number of uh, clergy leaving um the ministry because of burnout or exhaustion and so many things. And, and, um, I mean, that's, that's gotta be completely and uh, hard on you all. I know I feel it. Um, and I'm just part-time. <laughs> so, um, wh- how, how are you guys doing in that? I mean, I know I, you can say as much as you want, but, um, you know, Tom, how are you doing in a global pandemic and civil unrest and an election year and construction projects? How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing as
2: well as I can be doing. Yeah, but it's it's really hard because so I've been here three years mm. and um, we're back to having in-person worship.
0: Yeah,
2: and. And we're smaller than when I got here, even though before the pandemic, we had doubled in size. Hmm. And um, it's hard. It's hard to be in a situation where you feel like what you do is dangerous. You know, like I can't. I'm the message that has been sent is and there's truth to it, that. Gathering people is dangerous. Like right, church is dangerous. Right, like you're a danger to the community. Oh my God, even though I, I have a ch- building, my my nave it seats 120 to 50 people, and I might I have three services so people can spread out, and I have 30 at the most 40 people, usually 20 20 it goes about 20 30 40 between the three services, they're all spread out. They're sitting in silence. They all have masks on. Every
1: other pew is closed. David Peters has talked about this, which is moral injury. Um, and and this is this thing, like, even though we're doing the thing that we're supposed to do, it doesn't mean that it doesn't weigh on us. And I guarantee you, if somebody at church got sick, mm. or if several people at right. church got sick, and we went back and we said, oh, we know that it was from, you know, this worship event like, like, like the guilt that would be beyond us would be so, so severe.
0: So my kids, my kids don't want to introduce this virus to, and you guys, I'm not saying names, but you guys pick someone from our elderly, you know, you all worked at St. Patrick's, pick a name. Right. I, I bet you can guess the person I'm talking, thinking about, but they don't want to introduce it to them. And right. that weighs on them, um, You know, so um, anyway, but yeah, that dangerous, Tom, what a, that's, wow. Um, That's a, that's a well, that's a good thought, man.
2: I can't go to the hospital, so I just go and sit outside, Hmm. try to meet people at the door and pray with them before they go in. Right. Let them know I'm there if they want to come out and talk to me if something bad happens. Um, Hmm. But I'm also dangerous there. So,
0: you know, something that um, and I've talked with Shelby about this, too, is is I mean, we're we're I don't know if I say this out in public, but, you know, we're in the business of people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know if that's I've ever said that out loud to someone that isn't. But anyway, nonetheless, um, and and I'm looking at my youth through Zoom and that is not the same. This is not the same. I'm not quite sure what this podcast has turned into. I hope you're still listening, but but it's true. I mean, it's so hard. So hard. Um so Everett, to you, how how are you doing in all of this? I mean, um I mean I, I I'm sure you guys know clergy who have left, or pastors or ministers, whatever, who have left during this because it is phew, taxing um, in that. So how are you doing, man?
1: Uh, you know, I mean, I'll be honest, the first couple of, uh, months of this, you know, I was just, uh, depression, loss, um, last couple of weeks, you know, has been, has been better. Um, and, you know, and I think part of it was that I had this unmet expectation of, well, okay, so we're going to be in this isolation thing for two or three months and, mm. Then we'll be back to normal. And we're done. Yeah. And, and, and it looks like that we may not be back to normal until sometime mid-2021. Right. Um, and there are things that we can do now. Like we're doing outside worship um, because with the outside air, everything dissipates really quickly. And so the, the risk is lower. So that's the decision we have made. I'm not saying that that's the only right decision. I'm yeah. just saying that's the decision we've made. Um, but I know that's not going to last forever. I mean, you know, this is Oklahoma. We're not San Diego, (laughs) you know, San Diego, you can do this year round, you know, we, we won't be able to, and then, and then what do we do? And, Mm. you know, and it's just, you know, and it's just, it's, it's, it's this, you know, hopelessness and helplessness can sort of drive us. And, and, and this is where, and I, and I, and, and, the praying of the psalms, and I say this I feel like all the time, but they have become so rich and rewarding hmm. um, because they oftentimes just name that helplessness and hopelessness, hmm. um, but they also name that they're the trust that you know God is bigger than than whatever this is. so:
0: do you have a specific psalm in mind that you link to this for for our listeners?
1: No, I mean, I mean there's just there's, there's multiple ones, and and that's you know one of the things that I love about hmm. you know sort of the the morning prayer routine is is that I would never have chosen to pray the psalms on my own mm. um, just because you yeah, know I like, mean right. you know, we talked about that, but um, but they've become very you know in this time it's even become even more rewarding just to, to, to pray the psalms
0: hmm. nice. Um, there's a music group, and I'm going to get this wrong, I think, but if you search it, it'll come up one way or the other, but I think it's Poor Bishop Hooper, and they are taking the Psalms and um, putting them to some pretty awesome music that's uh, that's cool. Um, and uh, so if you want to look that up. I know we've gone over our time. I thank you, for everyone, um, for listening. Uh, e, go ahead, man. Um, and so... Uh, you know, here's what I'll say to this. Um, you know, thank you both for sharing. And I know that this isn't, you know, something to where not everyone is dealing with the unprecedented. There are people who have lost jobs, lives um you know places to live and so on and and it is um something but i kind of wanted to introduce this from a uh you know i mean we're talking about priests in, in this level and have everett and tom share um, their stories with you and thoughts um because just as we are trying to learn about the world in other people's uh journeys and their paths knowing more about people builds relationship it builds empathy and moves us forward in this human project in a good way um so and lastly i promise deacons are important (laughs) we didn't make it to the deacons (laughs) but i know and love some great deacons and they are important too and i don't know that we're going to be able to talk about them so um i hope that you all listening are able to find your psalms something that is comforting in you, whether it's in your children's eyes, uh, the eyes and and words of your family members, whether it be this podcast, who knows, whatever it is, but I hope that you are able to find a place of peace and rejuvenation in this time in this, as I said, this extraordinary, unprecedented time. And, um, you know, I know that watching church online is not something that um, many of us ever expected that we would do, but there is something to that too and uh, I hope that you find that peace and joy out in the world thank you all for listening and may the peace of the Lord be always with you thanks for joining us today you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at at fun drain pot we'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics also if you enjoy what we're doing go on to iTunes and give us a review please Thanks a lot.